What's up, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Indra. As always, thank you guys for listening. We're so happy to have you here. And let's get into it. Kendra, what you been up to? What you been doing? So this weekend, um, we actually took a little family trip to Palm Desert, a place that we frequent here in Southern California. (laughs) My parents um, have a timeshare there. Their um, anniversary is this week. So they come along because they always get... um, a two-bedroom villa, and Kendon loves to go on holiday. I told you guys about that before. He loves, he calls any type of vacation or trip where we're staying in a hotel, he calls it a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Peppa Pig. Yeah, so, that's what I figured. <laughs> yes, so yeah, so we went there for um, Saturday, Sunday, and came back Monday um so it was nice the weather was really nice you know it's february but it's california so it was about 78 and warm because of the desert so we were able to get in the pool for a couple of days and just relax and have a good time to have a splash pad there this hotel is like really good for kids they yeah have so many activities um they give you like a calendar for the week and they do like arts and crafts you can make um we took kendon on sunday to do um he stuffed his own stuffed animal kind of like build a bear yeah um so we were able to do that um they had the splash pad they had a slide like a water slide and then there was a bunch of kids there i guess there was a cheer competition and so um at the hotel was like the dads and the other family members of the people that were in the cheer competition. So Kenan made a little friend. It was a little boy around his age. So he had a good time. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much our weekend, just hanging out, chilling by the pool. I'm like, who gets a tan in February? <laughs> okay, it, it's giving California. <laughs> living for sure. How about you? I see you have some fun in the sun. Yeah, you know what's so funny? When I saw that, when I saw your stories and I saw a splash pad, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing for spring break. Where I was like, Josh, um, I need you to ask Brandon where this is because that's where we're going. <laughs> and now that I know that there's a whole like itinerary for children, oh, I'm there. Oh, they would love it. Like, yes, I definitely recommend it for spring break. Like literally every day of the week, Sunday to Sunday, they have something for kids. They also have things for adults in the evenings. They have little complimentary beverages, wine tastings, painting um, stuff. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Wow. So I'm going to need to bring the babysitter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm definitely going there because that splash pad sold me and now that I know that there's a slide and all that I'm definitely gonna be there but let me tell you about this weekend Kendra because I haven't even told you this um Sunday yeah we went to the beach I think Carmosa Beach is now our new favorite beach mm-hmm. I kind of forgot how much I liked that beach because we've been going to Huntington and Huntington is not it it's not it so Mm-mm. I don't like Huntington Mm-mm. You know, and my husband doesn't like Huntington either. He's like, it's so dirty here, but I just grew up going to that beach. So it's just like, you know, Mm -hmm. 
but Hermosa, it was just so much more inviting. Like the people were nicer. The environment was just very relaxed. It wasn't so uptight. You know, Orange County can be really uptight. And uh, Hermosa's in LA. And it was just, and they had volleyball there. And so I was thinking um, next time we go, we might stay at the hotel that's right on the sand. Mm-hmm. Because I can get up early, go play beach volleyball, and then when the kids wake up, go back to the room, have breakfast, and then come to the beach. So I'm really excited about that. Yes, that sounds perfect. (laughs) Now, let me get to this next thing that happened this weekend. Okay, Kendra? Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) So I should have known. I should have known I was being set up. Because listen to this. My husband and I have decided to start home shopping again, okay? Mm-hmm. And we had a home before, we sold it. We have a couple of rental properties out of state, but we're like, you know what? We're ready to buy a home again. Let's just start looking, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine, yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? We were, when we got back on the beach, we came across these model homes near our house. So I was like, oh, like we should go look at those. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you want to go tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, you know what? The kids are at school. We can go on Monday and look. Mm-hmm. And I should have known. It was a setup. It was a setup. <laughs> because, because he was just like, and then on that day, on Monday, he was like, oh, you know, um, we were supposed to go at one o'clock and he was like, you know what? Let's just go now. It was like 1130. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, something's not right, but I couldn't quite figure it out yet. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you so excited to go to model homes? Now give my husband does, we have done like home shopping before and he wasn't as into it, you know, mm-hmm. but I would expect him to be somewhat excited, but not to this level. Uh-huh. So let me tell you what happened. We go to these model homes, right? Mm -hmm. And to catch you guys up on speed, in the past two, three years, my husband's got into real estate. Right. So he does like major home flips, remodels, and um, different construction jobs and like wholesaling, right? Mm -hmm. Girl, this was a setup. (laughs) What happened? <laughs> He's knocking on the doors of the place, of the door. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Is this door hollow? This is not a full door? What? How come the cabinets are not going to the ceiling? They bought the cheaper cabinets. The cabinets don't go to the ceiling? Is this tub fiberglass? I know they did not put this cheap fiberglass in this model home uh, what uh, it they just must have got all this stuff from home depot he has a point though because they just be throwing these houses together this is true this is true but i'm sitting there like i've been set up <laughs> i've been set up girl after we go through these three houses and he has pointed out every little cheap thing they done did to these houses oh they want me to pay this and they put these cheap home depot cabinets in here i was like i just said sir what you trying to do (laughs) yeah so then once once we leave right he's talking to the management people and he's like you know 
would the builder just let uh you know you guys do everything up to the drywall and then i take it over from there i know that's right <laughs> i was like no he did not no he did not you can't build no, a house <laughs> I was like, let me get out of this. Let me get out. Of, let me get out of these model homes. So then he was like, but he, see, he tried to set me up. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, every step back is two steps back, three steps forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I get to find my dream house <laughs> yeah i get to find something that somebody's losing or something that is jacked up because he's like babe you just buy you can pick this and then we can just remodel it and so i'm no interior designer right but kendra is and we're gonna <laughs> figure this out <laughs> <laughs> so i just sat there quietly and let him do all that talking just talking up talking up about this model home talking up and I'm sorry, I could be like, babe, remember you said, remember you said we want to gut it. Remember you said. Because honestly, I was talking to my best friend about that the other day. Like, you're better off doing that because you're, you're not getting any land anymore. Like, yeah. if you get an older house, you probably get more backyard, yeah. more square footage, like, and then you could just make it your own. Yeah. And so since he works with construction companies, he know how much everything costs. So he was like, babe, this is just what we're, this is what I think we should do. And I'm like, okay, okay. You're going to be like, we can get this wholesale over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was, yeah, that was super funny. Um, But it's kind of interesting to start this whole process again. Mm-hmm. and uh sometimes you know you you know because i think you've done this is your second house but like sometimes you know better like once you learn you know how to do it better you know absolutely still you learned a little bit more every time because our other home was um it wasn't a new build this home was a new build you learn a lot when you get a new build it's like like he yeah. said like did they put the cheap such and such in here <laughs> Why is this like this? Like you have to like redo so much because they literally put the bare minimum, and it's like if you want to upgrade it, it's gonna add on twenty thousand dollars to your mortgage instead of you just being able to just pay the twenty thousand dollars. My husband had them print out the catalog to see how much it was gonna cost to to upgrade the things, and then he just. Then he sat there like, oh no, why are six really six hundred dollars to re- no? I was like, you know it's, what? And then they get you because they're like, um, well, ten thousand dollars onto your mortgage is only going to be an extra twenty dollars a month, and it's like, yeah, but it's still adding on all this to the mortgage when I could just pay it now. Like, so a lot of stuff we just upgraded on our own, like. So I think the only thing we really upgraded was like the cabinets and like like the shower, major stuff like that. Yeah. But baseboards and flooring, do that on your own. Yeah. Do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. He was like, is this laminate? I know this is not laminate. <laughs> Ooh, that's how you feel though. It's like, I pay all this money for this house and you got the nerve to put laminate flooring in here? Are you kidding me? And nothing against laminate, because I actually don't mind laminate, but it was just funny for him to be like, 
you know, it's like being in somebody's wheelhouse. Like when he goes shopping with me in downtown LA, mm. I'd be like, oh no, we're not doing this. We're doing, you know what I mean? Like this, but it was funny um, to, to be in there. And there was a couple things that I kind of had a feeling he was going to bring up. And then I had, cause I was making fun of him for some other stuff. And then he had the nerve to bring up the stuff I was making fun of him up. And then when we left, he was like, yeah, I threw that in for you. <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Well, that's exciting though. Like, yeah, you know, starting a new journey and in a diff- different way. Because if you're gonna do a remodel, then that's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So now he's turned our home into his next project. But um, I'm kind of happy about it because, like, the place we live now, we just renewed our lease, so it gives us time to find something, give us like a year, find something and be able to remodel and not have to live while it's being remodeled, you know? You guys want to stay in the area? We really do because we're, we're, I know, right? Well, well, up to him, we'd be in Texas, but Mm -hmm. that snow in Texas right now, it's not, it's not giving. A little wishy-washy with the weather. Yeah, but the thing about, um, where we live we're so lucky for our my son's school is so like diverse like there's a lot of black children a lot of asian children a lot of white children a lot of hispanic children like when i look at his class literally it's so diverse Mm -hmm. and to me that's my first priority like my daughter kind of doesn't like where we live because sometimes i got a little smell you know out here yeah, about the cows. <laughs> yeah, about the cows sometimes. So she really does not care for that. <laughs> She's but, like a diva. I love her. Yeah, she she really is. And so, so <laughs> she's not feeling that. But um, this way that school is set up, and just it's just like I can't beat that. You know. Yeah. It makes a huge difference, especially at this age. It's important. Yeah. Mm. And then, I, you know, I thought about, we were like, okay, whatever house we're picking right now, right? We want to stay in it at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my gosh, in 10 years, our son will be 18. My God. That's crazy. But think about Kendon. In 10 years, he's going to be 15. Oh, Lord, I'm not a 15-year-old. <laughs> Life is going to be, oh, my God. When they're teenagers, oh, my God, it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's not a mess. It's going to be a beautiful experience. They're going to be outstanding young men. And I, was, I was thinking about how, how like, alike um, Austin and Kendon are in their, like, confidence. Yeah. And I was like, they're either going to really like each other or really not like each other. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, if they really get along when they get a little older, uh-huh. that's going to be a hot mess. Oh, it's already going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a problem, okay? Like, yeah. we, already- <laughs> we already know. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. That's why that- we're working so hard to instill so many positive <laughs> traits and attributes and build up their confidence but also teach them to be humble and respectable young men because we already know 
the confidence is like to the moon. Right. Especially out here. Oh God. No. <sighs> Pray for us all. My my son told me this weekend, he was like, um, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to, when I move out, uh, when I move out, yeah, like I'm going to college and when I go to college, I'm going to move out the house. And then he said, Audrey, are you going to move out? (laughs) Why are you worried about moving out, boy? Why are you worried about moving out? Calm down. Simmer down. Okay. Give me some time. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our mama moments. Speaking of the things our children say. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, my son was actually on the sweet side uh, this weekend. <laughs> it could be we were on holiday and he was getting pretty much everything he wanted. But it was it was so um, beautiful. It touched my heart. We were in the pool, and I told you guys he met a little friend in the pool. And uh, the little boy, his mom was kind of like sitting out of the pool and like just like sunbathing. She was relaxing and stuff because she had she was like the chair mom taking care of all the girls and stuff so she was sipping her pina colada outside love it i was in the pool with the kids me and my husband and we were playing with the kids and stuff and um kendon made up some game so the little boy had one of my arms and the other boy had my and then kendon had my other arm and i'm just swinging them around like in the pool and stuff and um and Kendon just, Kendon goes, isn't my mom the funnest? My mom is so fun, huh? And the little boy's like, yeah, your mom's the best. And Kendon's like, I know. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, a I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. Cool, mom. I'm the fun mom. Did you do? That is so awesome. Oh my goodness. And then in the same day, he's like, you're the best mom in the world. And I'm like, oh my I am. Thank you. Cause I work hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really good moment. Um, cause I pride myself on being fun. You know, like I'm the little yeah. kid part too, so I like to have fun. But just for him to notice that, I was like, <laughs> because I get on him at the same time about things, you know. Yeah. So, but he still thinks I'm fun, so I love it. How about you? <laughs> It's nice because it's like you're trying to find that balance, you know? Right, right, absolutely. So, man, we had a big accomplishment uh, this week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got a little bit behind because, you know, like, okay, for me, I was kind of like, I had never taught a child before. I don't know how to say it. So I was kind of behind on like the reading thing with my son, right? And so I wasn't on game with that. Um, So for first grade, we have all these unit words that we have to learn, right? And unit one's words, um, I thought my son, I thought the teacher just had forgot to test because there's a lot of kids in this class so I thought she had forgot to like keep going to unit two unit three and like we're almost done with the school year Mm -hmm. and so I keep I kept looking at his folder and was like how come she still hasn't done his unit two words Mm -hmm. well and I'm on unit three unit four you know with his unit words and so I messaged her and she's like oh no he still has three words 
he hasn't told me what they were in unit one. So we can't go to unit two until he finishes the three words on unit one. Oh no, why she wouldn't tell you? I don't know, girl. She got a lot of kids. She's really nice, but she got, a, I don't know. So I was like, wait a second. So I was like, okay, you need to make sure you know these words because when she asks you, right? Right. But I'm still going over unit two and unit three with him, right? Right. Well, last week, <laughs> she finally sat down with him. Uh-huh. And so he, of course, passed his unit one because, um, because there was only three or four words in unit one. Mm-hmm. And then she went all the way down unit two Mm-hmm. and all the way down unit three all right and then he only missed like seven words go ahead I and i was like you and so i guess my husband didn't tell me because he didn't know that when he got in the car that friday when he picked him up he was like he was like yeah i did my words and and, and i think my husband was just like oh great job yeah. but on monday when i got the folder back and i saw oh my goodness she test you I was like, Austin, your words, like, you didn't, he was like, yeah, I know, he was like, and then Josh was like, yeah, he was so excited when he got in this car, I didn't know he was talking about that, I'm like, I practice these words every day, okay, (laughs) we're going to get ice cream, what are you talking about, (laughs) I sit down with him every day and practice these words that he don't want to practice, okay, I felt like I, I feel like I passed, (laughs) you did, the school year is almost over and she has us planned up to unit six and you're still on unit one what's going on yeah and so anyways we're back on track oh good and now this week we'll get those last couple seven or ten of them done Mm -hmm. and still keep staying on track and then so when he finishes, he can have all his unit one through six words done. Yeah. Girl. So that was my mama moment about me, okay? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's tough. It's tough. You're like, okay, what do they need to know? I remember Kenny got his first assessment and she was like, oh, he missed X, Y, and Z. And I was like, he knows that stuff. What do you yeah. do? I need to know when you're going to do this assessment. <laughs> give him a pep talk in the morning, okay? Okay. Act like you don't know because you know. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. You need to, um, um, and that's what I message her all the time. I message her at least every three weeks. So mm-hmm. I was like, he knows this stuff. We're working on unit three. Why y'all still? So, girl, I know what you're talking about. But now, um, uh, this summer, by summer, before we go into TK, mm-hmm. Audrey, she's going to have a lot of stuff down. Yeah, that's what I did. I went on um, Pinterest and they have a list of things that the kids need to know when they finish kindergarten. Yeah. And I started working on that before he started school to try to get them a little leg up, you know. It's a lot, like you said, but they have so many um, kids in the classroom Yeah, that they can't really work with every kid. So you kind of just have to like already know what's going on. Yeah. And um Austin's really advanced in math. Mm-hmm. So um she's just like, yeah, he's like super advanced in math. So this summer I'm gonna put him in a math um program mm-hmm. so that he can just get farther and farther and farther in math and just read. I think also at their age it's like all about reading. Like the more you read, 
-hmm. So just lots and lots of reading and find find the books that the words that he knows, find books that have those words in them. Yeah. Then he can, it helps build their confidence too, because if you get him a book that you already know he knows the words for, that'll build his confidence to want to read more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. Go Austin. (laughs) Eat ice cream or a cupcake. Um, by the time I had talked to him, it was three days after he had already did his <laughs> test. So he was, uh, he was already past it. I was like, he does this thing where he goes, let's go, let's go. Oh, I love it. And cause he's real competitive. So by the time I found out, I was like, let's go. And he was like, that's old news. Mom. <laughs> oh, God. where you been? Yeah. And I'm like, boy, okay. On your half day on Wednesday, we getting back to these, uh, these words. Right. I know that's right. Okay, so today let's get to our topic. What are we talking about, Nicole? Um, today we are talking about girl, I don't know. What are we talking about? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I'll cut that part out. <laughs> you don't have to cut it out. We're talking about keeping your relationship great post children. absolutely so we were talking um amongst each other about like um you know how our relationships have like evolved over the years like after having children and so that would be a fun topic to talk about this month since it's love month it's also black history month and we're representing black love hello hello (laughs) but yeah so um yeah, because things, like, change over the years. Like, Nicole, you guys have been together forever. So yeah. how has... Okay, so first, let tell us about, like, your dating life before. You don't have to talk about, like, before you got married, but before you had kids. So, like, in your marriage, no kids. How was, like, your dating life then? So since, like, um, we met when we were 18 and 19 years old we kind of like made the conscious decision to like grow together Mm -hmm. and now looking back at it we were just some kids okay um but we i think the biggest part of our dating life before kids was really just the up and go of it all Mm -hmm. like we could consistently do um taco tuesday every tuesday mm-hmm. uh friday after work we get in the car and go to vegas for the weekend come back sunday like we could be in vegas like twice a month yeah and i mean we would just really just jump in the car and go to vegas we would jump in the car on a on a thursday night and go to morongo okay oh yeah <laughs> that's a local casino that's a local casino and yeah. then we would just like oh we're having so much fun here at morongo should we drive back? No, let's just book a room and then drive back in the morning and go to work. Like, it was really spontaneous, like, all the time. Yeah. And so, like, before kids, we were just really spontaneous. Like, date nights with couples all the time. Just, it was just, you know, do whatever we wanted to do when we wanted to do it, you know? Yeah. What about you? I agree. Like, that's something that me and my husband, like, talk about because <laughs> it's so funny. Like, 
sometimes on the Saturday we're like headed to Target and we'll look back at our kids and be like, we would be at Cabo Cantina right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to just be out on a patio drinking a margarita like you know yeah so that's just how our life was like before kids like we really loved to like we still love to date each other but before kids it was just like every weekend was date night like you said it was just so spontaneous like we would literally wake up on a Saturday morning and go to brunch um Sunday like let's go we lived in Long Beach so we did a lot of like walking down to the beach like our house was walking distance to second street oh so we could go on a Thursday and walk down to second street and have dinner or um a lot of our friends lived in the neighborhood so and nobody had kids at the time so we was just like oh let's meet up at Panama Joe's or you know things like that we um went to the movies like whatever we wanted to do it was just like we could get up and go like you said yeah um we would plan trips um go to vegas a lot like you said um kind of like the same thing like it was just really fun you know yeah had um couples nights at our house or like games night game nights for people to come over like we were that couple that like planned everything yeah and so like every holiday just like you know if you can book a a table here and you can bring six people like that was us like we just love to be out socializing and then just spend time with each other we would do like go to wineries and like just anything you could possibly think of we've been on a date for that like horseback riding like anything you can think of we did it and um so you know then you have kids (laughs) (laughs) oh and i feel like each kid brings a different level of like one kid it's like okay we can you know two kids is like okay then three is just like we staying at home okay (laughs) okay so let me ask you this did you consider that like in how many kids you have because i know we always thought about like we always wanted two kids but for several reasons but one of those reasons was like okay you can get somebody to watch one kid for sure yeah two kids is like okay cool if they're around the same age and they don't have too many different like needs cool but three kids like are we gonna split them up because is anybody gonna watch three little kids (laughs) (laughs) okay so this has been the deal so far Definitely, we haven't had anybody watch the kids yet because Araya is still so young that mm-hmm. usually she's not even one yet, you know? Mm-hmm. But once she turns probably one or one and a half, we have two babysitters that we know, the kind of older ladies that Austin and Audrey already know. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably have to do like a date night and they'll both come over and watch all three kids. Now. Oh, okay. Two people that are familiar with watching kids, okay? Yeah a lot of planning that's a good plan though <laughs> that's a okay second plan when Araya turns two mm-hmm. she will go to like preschool twice a day two, 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 two or three times a week I haven't decided she's gonna go two times a week or three times a week I don't know one of them 
So then it just becomes a day date. Like we're going to go. Yeah. Entrepreneur life. Yeah. So now we're going to go eat during the day. And another reason why we were okay with having three, mm-hmm. we're not okay with having four, but we were okay with having three <laughs> because we do like the family activities. Like we really enjoy going places as a family. Like we really do enjoy going to the Disneyland's, getting the passes, mm-hmm. going to Legoland, going to the hotels that, you know, have things fun for the kids. Right. We really enjoy like just our own traditions and like going to the park and going to, even though I can't go to the park no more because of you, but going to, <laughs> going to the beach. Like, take your micro band. You can still go. <laughs> no, I can't go. I can't go, Kendra. I can't. I used to be able to go. If, if you're just now listening, the reason why I can't go to the park is because if you listen to Dads Be Daddy and just listen to Dads Be Daddy and you'll find out why I no longer feel comfortable going to the park. <laughs> and now I only send my husband to go to the park. Right. But so those are some adjustments that you feel like you've had to make, like with having children. Any other, uh, any adjustments you feel like you've had to make? Um, besides the obvious of you can't get up and go like before dating your husband you could just get up and go now that you have children like what type of adjustments have you had to make besides like finding a babysitter um I think like just being more open-minded about the dates you know like like I said like the day dates or the in-house date like just even just um we're gonna you know Friday nights watch the same shows or like making it spending that time together Mm -hmm. and not making making it about where we are but just that we're together you know yeah yeah what about you did you feel like you saw a difference from one to two children um yes and no like I got super blessed also this was intentional like our move to so where we live is really was really intentional because it's five, we're five minutes from my parents, <laughs> <laughs> and we knew the moment I got pregnant, we was like, okay, so what's the plan? Because like <laughs> y'all some planners, okay? <laughs> we are, and something that like really drew us together was. Um, the commonalities that we have as far as like wanting to travel and like create new experiences like together and that was something that was like really important to us before we had kids and we wanted to make sure that we maintain that so we're super intentional about making sure that we have that time um, like with just the two of us and like Nicole said, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or, um, you know, like how we used to do it, but just to make sure that we do make time to spend with just the two of us was like super important to us. And especially for, for me, like experiences is like my love language. Like I love to like do different things and like, I'm not necessarily a homebody, like Kendon is like me in that fact. Like, he loves to be out. Like, he's like, where we going, mom? Like, he don't ever want to go home after school. 
And I was the same way. I still am. Like, I like being at home. I love my house, but I still like to go out. Like, if it's a beautiful day, it's like, let's go here. Like, even if it's just to go for a drive. Um, my husband, he likes being at home. Like, he doesn't have to get up and go as much as I do, but he knows that that's something that I like. So he um, he always, like, makes intentional moments for us to do those type of things. But as far as the adjustments, um, like I said, I've been really blessed to have my parents close and my mom is, if she's available, she'll watch the kids. Like, yeah, she, she doesn't mind. Um, but instead of like going all night, like we'll go a little earlier because we have to keep in mind the kids bedtime. And like, if they're not spending the night at my parents' house, we want to make sure that we get them home in a decent hour. Oh, yeah. So so it's like you have to still pack up their stuff and get their pajamas because she'll still get them ready for bed. We just have to pick them up and come put them in the bed. And so (laughs) just kind of like planning those things out. Like we can't be as spontaneous as we used to. We have to put things on the calendar. Um, But we are really blessed to have like my parents. So that has really helped. help make things a little bit easier to to actually date each other but also we have to make sure that we kind of do plan it because time will go by yeah like you'll fill up stuff with like to do with the kids or stuff as a family because we also enjoy doing things as a family but we just have to make sure that it's not a hundred percent just us with the kids like Sometimes we'll look up and be like, dang, we ain't been on a date in a couple of months. Like, let's call, he'll be like, call mom, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) call her and be like, "Um, oh, your mom's going to watch the kids tonight. Like, we're going to go do whatever. So, which I love. Like, that's really cool. I like that he plans um, certain things. But yeah, it, it was a slight adjustment for us, but we also cut it off at two. I feel like if I had three kids, my mom would be like, okay, so who else going to watch these kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what my mom is like. She's like, I'm like, okay, if she's going to babysit, then I have to have my other sister come and, and be with her. But then my mom always feels like she can just, she's just like, I'm the mom. I can do it. I can do all three. And then I'd be like, no. My dad be like, that joker can run. Talk about Bryson. Because <laughs> it was easier before when he was smaller, he wasn't doing much. Now he into everything. But it's balanced because Kendon is more settled. He's five. He's still running around chasing Bryson, but he's not as like, it's not like having two little toddlers like going crazy. So... Because uh, Arise at that phase right now too, where when they can finally get around and move, they just be Fair. like, I had put her, um, which was called, in the middle of the hallway so that she couldn't. And I was going to the kitchen, and she start whining like, "Come back in this room!" And I was like, "Hold on, Arise, I'll be there in a second. Mm-hmm. She didn't climb, went through the side of the gate thing, and she now next to me like five feet away and I was like girl how can you get over here what are you doing over here like I got my ways mom yeah it's once they get loose they be going um so did you find that adjustment easy like at first did you realize you needed to make the adjustment 
Yeah, I feel like because after, like, okay, so when you first have your child, everything is about the child, right? Right. And you're trying to adjust, like, everybody is trying to adjust. So sometimes the last thing on your mind is, like, getting a date night in. It's like, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to get this laundry done. Right. I'm trying to get this baby on a schedule. And so, so sometimes it's like really easy to kind of neglect the relationship because you have a new element that's kind of like turned everything upside down in a good way, but also it can be challenging because you're kind of trying to get on the same page about things and like, you know, sometimes things can get lost in translation, like everybody's adjusting, especially when it's both of your first time having a child. Oh, yeah. Um, we kind of talked about this in previous episodes, but like you do things differently. You both have different plans for certain things. And so you kind of just kind of have to get on the same page about stuff and like kind of snap out of baby land and, um, and like remember each other. So I think that was an adjustment because it's like, a double whammy because it's like okay I know I need to spend time with my husband but I don't really want to leave my baby with anybody yet like yeah I don't even want to go anywhere yet so like you said like making that time at home is like really important too so putting I've done before where I put the baby down and like set up a cute dinner in the living room or like something like that um yeah. just to let my husband know that I didn't forget about him because um, he always he's always been really well at like doing stuff for me but you know when you have the baby you be consumed with the baby like okay your husband need love too like <laughs> you a little bit of uh, nurture too and so um adjusting and finding that balance is important my mom will always remind me of that too she'll be like okay make sure you or she'll look at me and be like okay girl you need me to watch the baby while you go fix your hair up a little bit or something (laughs) 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 just those small reminders to like don't lose yourself like you you always kept yourself up before don't like let yourself completely go look in the mirror yeah um take care of yourself you know so having those small reminders of different things like that like was an adjustment because you're you're becoming a new person when you become a mother yeah and everything shifts like and not only your romantic relationships like your friendships like um work like all these things are changing like simultaneously and you have to be careful like not to put too much pressure on yourself but also just kind of like prioritize things as well. And I think nurturing that romantic relationship with your husband is should still be at the top of the priority list, even when you have a baby or children. Yeah. And I think what helps with that is like, if you just, if you know what their love language is, mm-hmm. I think that make, plays the biggest part because you don't want to be trying to nurture that relationship with something that doesn't make them feel nurtured you know like yeah yeah. acts of service is not something that makes them feel loved but you're doing acts of service then it's not gonna you know equal to anything but if you know that you know gifts or something like that is 
their love language and then you buy something on Amazon and it just pops up and it surprises them. Yeah. It makes them feel loved. And so it's kind of like figuring that out as well, mm-hmm. I think plays a big role. Like especially once having um, three kids, you kind of just kind of be got kind of got to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got to be creative. So like, understanding their love language. And it's so funny because I was talking to myself the other day and I was like, man, my love language used to be gifts. And now my love language is everything. <laughs> it's all, it's all, I need it all. I need it I all. Okay. Um, if you want to do why active service today, that's great. Huh? Why do you think it's changed? Like, why do you think you like need all of it now? Well, it's not that I need all of it. It's that I feel loved from all of it. Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it used to be, uh, to be honest, when I was younger, it was definitely gifts, but that, but I think that's because my mom's love language is gifts, mm-hmm. so she would always show love towards me with gifts and shopping, so that was just kind of like what came in brain, mm-hmm. right, so, but my husband's uh, love language of showing love is not gifts, so mm-hmm. he kind of struggled with that, so I had to kind of become a little bit more open-minded, mm-hmm and kind of like fill out other ways of feeling loved and so i'm now i'm just kind of like oh yeah bring it on if you want to help me out today yeah that, that feels like you want to um, buy me that today yeah that feels love if you, if you want to go somewhere today yeah yeah just think I'm, of me if you think of me in any type of way <laughs> i feel left yeah <laughs> that's it i only asked ask that because like once you have children and you're you're having you're have I can't even talk you're having to provide all those love languages for them yeah like you kind of op- are more open to everything I feel like like I feel like mine has adjusted as well like I need it all yeah I'm, I'm here for all of it yeah I'm here for all of it because you're constantly pouring all of those things out mm. to your kids because you know, they do something well, you want to reward them. Um, you have to give them hugs and kisses. You have to affirm them. Like every, every love language is something that our kids need at this stage in their life. Yeah. So we're constantly pouring out all of those areas into them. And it feels good when it's poured back into you. So I like I asked that question because I find myself being open to all those things as well now because it's like yes that feels great come on bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a really good way to look at it. I think that's true because we have we pour so many different love languages on our kids. It just opens like it opens up your mind. But I also feel like the older you get, Mm -hmm. it's just like you just become more and more open minded. You know? Yeah. And like even I was, my husband and I were talking and he was like, when I was a kid, I was so shallow. Like, I don't know. I was just so shallow. And like my idea of beauty has expanded so much, you know? Yeah. And it was just kind of like, you know, like it wasn't as superficial and, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. It's just like your mind just kind of opens up, you know? Yep. That's true. I think, um, you know, our perspective on this topic of, um, like, still maintaining romance or romantic relationships uh, once you have children, it could be 
two different perspectives, right? Like we're married, so we're talking about this from being in a relationship perspective. But if you're not in a relationship and you're looking to find a relationship, there are certain things that you can have to adjust in your mind as well to actually be open to love. Because, yeah. you know, of course, your whole life is your kids. And there are certain things that you may have to adjust within your own personal life or personal goals to just be open to somebody even coming in and loving you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably a different topic that we'll have to bring somebody else in to kind of share their perspective on that. But yeah. we're not leaving y'all out. Um, you know, we're still thinking <laughs> of you in that area, but we only can speak from like our perspective. Yeah. Um so we also wanted to talk about some tips for people that may be struggling to like have time with their partner. Um, because of course we're speaking from the female perspective. Um, and a lot of times, you know, in romance, we look for the men to be the romancer and to kind of like initiate all of those things. But I think once you have children, sometimes you have to play a different role because let's be honest, we focus a lot of our attention on our kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of times our husbands can feel completely neglected in that area. Some oh, may yeah. feel selfish with it and be wanting all the attention and yeah. that's just not feasible. Like we're not talking about them. We're talking about men who are great fathers, great partners and they just need a little extra love and attention too so um i think the main thing with that is making sure that you talk to your partner and making sure that you guys are on the same page about things because if you feel like you're lacking um in a certain area and they feel like everything is fine then you're not going to be able to meet in the middle (laughs) So you have to like communicate like what your needs are. So, or, and also listen to what your partner communicates if their needs are. So I think the first step into uh, making sure that you're building that romantic relationship with your partner is to just talk about it. Yeah. I think something that's interesting is I feel like first time dads have no clue the level of neglected that they end up feeling once the baby is there like they didn't expect to yeah. feel that neglected yeah and i think a lot of times first time dads kind of try to hold it in and then it just like well you don't do this and we haven't done even like because they try to hold it in because there's so much going on with the baby and you're recovering and you're healing and they're not they're trying they don't want to come off as being selfish you know what i mean yeah and I think as a first time mom, you're able to, you're, you're just learning so much at one time and tend to be the main person taking care of the child. So or even if there's a balance of taking care of the child, I feel like there's still, you know, like the baby was part of your body for 10 yeah, months. Yeah, so. carry the majority of the weight. <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel like a lot of times how that kind of starts is because they did not expect to feel that neglected you know like it just came out of nowhere so when you finally talk about it as a first-time parent I feel like 
the mom is tired and now you hear your husband say like, I just feel like, you know, you don't make time for me. And you're like, whoa, I'm taking care of a whole human. I haven't slept in 40 right. days. And now you're talking about, you feel, I, I, I haven't even, I've just had my body for the first time in the past right. days to myself. Right. And, it's, and it's, my whole body is food and everything. So that first year is always, always so tough. Um, but that's something that I really appreciate now, like with the third child is that, I'm more aware of all of that and you just kind of know the first year is going to be tough but we just need to communicate and push through it and I think it's understanding in the big picture of things everything is going to be okay but right now we just got to kind of find our balance and I think with anything in life you kind of go through a, a rough period to find your balance you know yeah it's an adjustment and you just have to be open-minded to each other's perspective. Um, because like you said, like, imagine <laughs> like you just went through all this and then your husband's like, what about me? Exactly. <laughs> what about you? What about me? What about you? Okay. What about me? <laughs> Did you just see me push the baby out? You, you were there, right? <laughs> Hello. And you worried about you, you, and so it, it builds up that frustration, yeah. but it's like, and that's why, that's was the, probably one of the most beautiful things with having the third child was that we were aware because we did it twice. So it's been like nice not to have that conflict of balance and just already having the balance, you know? Yeah. You have to give each other grace in that in those times too especially with the first child because you don't know what to expect like nicole said like they don't expect to experience that level of and sometimes they get emotional about it and they don't they don't know where it's coming from either <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it's for uh, sure. yeah i feel like you just kind of have to communicate through it and give each other grace to know like and if you can if you're listening to this now and you're pregnant have the conversation with your partner now yeah so that you can they can you can kind of prepare each other like you know when the baby comes the first couple of months we're going to be adjusting i know a lot of attention is going to be on the baby you need to understand a lot of attention is going to be on the baby but once we figure out our balance and figure out our rhythm we're gonna get it together that's just yeah. we love each other yeah we're on the same team we're on the same like you said we're on the same team and sometimes you just need those reassuring conversations. Like, yeah. don't stress yourself out trying to be everything to, for everybody in that moment because it's just impossible. Um, but as long as you're communicating through it and like putting it on the table and not putting it under the rug, that's what's going to cause problems. If, if you just ignore each other's feelings and you like, well, he better get it together because I ain't got time for it. Like, that's just going to cause more, more issues. Yeah. Talk it out. And you know, what's also helped me is like um, having friends, like for my husband to be able to talk to somebody else and be like, oh, I'm going through this. And then their friends be like, oh yeah, you, you know, like it's rough, but you'll get through it. It's just like that. And then it's like, oh, wait, so this is, you know, a common thing you yeah. know having that support yeah yeah that's huge um i think another thing that you can do um is just plan it 
yeah like <laughs> it's okay i i know we talked about before like before you had children it was a lot more spontaneous you could just get up and do whatever but just plan it put it on a calendar if you want to keep the romance alive and you want to continue to date your partner make time for it if you have to schedule it out two months in advance do it because you have to make it a priority like if you let too much time pass by it becomes comfortable but it's something that's needed so you can resent each other for it later or you know you don't even realize what's building up behind it you're like he don't even take me out no more like you know <laughs> so i think it's important to just kind of like schedule it out and put it on the calendar and like nicole said before it doesn't have to be anything extravagant it could be like okay, the kids don't get out of school till this time. Let's go for a walk together. Let's yeah. go sit outside on the patio together and just have a drink or whatever, like just to talk. When the kids go to bed, we're going to watch a movie that we've been trying to watch. Um, my mom's going to be in town. She doesn't mind watching the kids. We're going to go out this night, you know, right making time for it and making it a priority is what's going to help you get into the groove of it um some people they have like the third thursday of the month or whatever like you have to do whatever works best for you but i think just making that romantic time or that time with each other a priority is gonna really help I always found it interesting when people would like scrunch their nose up to planning time with their spouse and they were like, Oh, plan. Like you, you got to plan your dates. You got to plan. Like, and it's just like, um, when you got multiple kids, yeah. you have like, you have to plan because, um, one planning shows that it's a priority uh -huh. to that person. Yeah. And two, like, we got school to be out in the morning we got things that gotta get done and like our children's education and this and that is important to us and so um we write everything else in the calendar like just write it in the calendar and I always like would get kind of annoyed when people would scrunch their nose up at that mm -hmm. because it's like you plan important things in your life that's just how yeah it that's just like that's just how it is like it, it just is what it is. I don't know. Right. And the, the, the more you grow, the more you learn. And when you have your kids are at different phases in life, it just is what it is. Like, you just have to plan it or else it won't happen. Like, what yeah. do you want? You want it to happen or you want it not to happen? Yeah. So if you need to plan, plan. Because I'm going to get to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta do what you gotta do so like, like um uh, something also that i think is a really good tip for people struggling to um with all of it is just like i've realized the older that we've gotten and like um the older that we've gotten and the longer that we've been together the things that we're interested in like figuring out the different things that we have common interest in because um just talking that out like hey i'm kind of interested in this oh you know i'm interested in that too and just 
you still have to like whatever you were interested in when you first met you both may not be interested in that anymore and that could have been the common ground that brought you guys together mm -hmm. so bringing up those conversations and finding out what the other person is interested in mm -hmm. as well as you know bringing things up and figuring out if they're interested in trying something new yeah. like i think that's really important because if you don't ask you don't have those conversations then you can't figure out what you're both are into and you can't just expect somebody to um just always be on the fly and this and that like hey i want to try this are you you want to try it or like just finding those common things because having those common connections together i feel like keeps the romance and keeps the relationship flowing and interesting you know and so interest change yeah they do and when you have those intimate conversations like you learn so much about your partner because you're going to keep learning them because they're constantly growing they're constantly evolving and their interests do change like you said so it's kind of like you're you're still getting to know each other every day yeah so if you make time to even just have those intimate conversations like that could be your date night like sitting yeah. on the floor, chatting like turn off the tv and put your phone down and just talk to each other or get some of those card games off of um, amazon that ask these random questions like those are so fun <laughs> i've never done that but that, i'll have to They're check so that out fun. something my, me and my husband used to do um like in the i think in the beginning of our i don't know if we started doing this when we were dating or already married i'm not sure but we would just write questions and put them in a um put them in a jar and mm -hmm. so we would just pick a random light if we didn't have anything to do and we would just pick questions from the jar we actually did this um after having kendon too because we we're trying to find creative ways to like spend time with each other but we still had the baby with us so we would just do that like order dinner have wine and just like pick random questions out of the um jar i think we had two jars one was for like fun stuff and one was for like deep stuff mm. so if we were like oh we want to go another level like let's pick out of the deep jar <laughs> yeah and um it just really helps you just to continue to get to know your partner and um even learn things about them because everything doesn't come up in conversation. So right. um, constantly learning each other, it draws you closer together. Um, and then also, like you said, like how things change, but also remember what connected you in the first place. I, a lot of times when I feel like when people start drifting apart because of life happens or they're not spending enough time with each other or whatever, sometimes when you draw back to what connected you in the first place it can just reignite everything and yeah. even if some things have changed you still have that common ground and it sparks up another conversation it's like i know i used to be into x y and z but now i like this and then you can expand upon that but you have to want to do these things like yeah. You have to, if you really want to take your relationship to the next level, to continue to grow and evolve, like if something isn't working, you have to want to fix it. You yeah. have to want to, to make it better. But if you're just kind of like, well, 
he needs to initiate this or he needs to do X, Y, and Z. And then you're kind of just like leaving all the ball in his court and like not taking ownership and not playing your role in the game then you're just leaving it up to him. And sometimes men don't have all the answers. They don't even be knowing what to do half the time. So <laughs> if you could just put your pride to the side a little bit, ask for what you need, communicate what you want. Sometimes that's all they need is that extra little push of, okay, it's this, okay, boom. Now I know what to do. Because sometimes yeah. it's lost. So I think just really connecting on every level um is going to help with the romance like don't be afraid to initiate or ask for what you want they are not mind readers we talk about this all the time they're not mind readers yeah um so communicating your wants and needs will get you a long way <laughs> okay a real long way and uh sometimes people i i get the question a lot of um like how are you guys still together when you met like at 18 19 years old like how could you because so many people break up in like seven years or just being so like young and how are you guys still together? Mm-hmm. And um, it really comes down to like what you just said. It, it's the fact of the matter of both wanting to fix whatever is gone left, you know? Yeah. And anytime we got into a rough place, it was just are both saying, hey, we want to fix this, we want to improve this, or we, you know, we both collectively think, okay, this is not working out right here in this area, and we both want, we have a, both have a, a, you know, a want to fix it, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people don't stay together as long or break up for a short period of time, is one of the people get to a point of they don't want to fix it. Yeah. And it's easy to get there when you have kids because oh yeah, if something is not going your way or you can keep feeding that, like, yeah, on my nerves when he do X, Y, and Z. Instead of telling him that he getting on your nerves on X, Y, and Z, you just keep letting him do it. And the more you watch him do it, you be like, he get on my nerves. So let me just focus on these kids. And you'll just pour yourself into the kids and just like, you know, just be so into what they have going on that you just completely push the relationship to the side because that's what's easier. It's like, I don't have to face all this, this stuff that's happening. Let me just put my attention here because I can control this. Like I can do what I need to do with these kids and he, he gonna figure it out. But the longer you isolate that and the longer you just neglect it, it's just going to, the problem's going to grow and grow and grow. And if you don't have the desire to dig it back up and fix it, then, you know, you're going to wake up and be like, how did I get here? Yeah. So you just have to kind of like pay attention and be intentional about, that's why we're talking about this today, because it's really important. Like you came together for, as a family for a reason and the beginning of that family was you and your spouse so it has to carry a level of importance it has to be priority it has to because everything that falls underneath that is going to suffer once that relationship starts suffering so whether you're together or not you still have to 
build some type of bond and relationship as parents. But if you are together and you want that relationship to continue to grow, you got to feed it. And yeah. so that's why we were just talking about the importance of roma- maintaining that romance, which is just one element of a relationship. But it's an important element because connection is everything. Yeah. So that's what allows the love to grow and um, get better with time is when you're able to keep that connection tight. And so and when you see something kind of slipping through the cracks, you kind of got to acknowledge it and be like, okay, uh-uh, not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is the month of love. So we just wanted to share some insight on um, parenting, uh, maintaining love after being becoming parents because we really think that it's important. And it's important for your children to see as well a healthy um, relationship between their parents. And in order to do so, you kind of have to, you got to cultivate it, you got to nurture it. And you can share some of these tips that you learned today with your partner or your spouse um, so that y'all can be on the same page. You know, you over here getting fed, let them get fed too. Mm. So this is one that you can share with them. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Somebody's Mama podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Go ahead and leave us a comment on Instagram and let us know what you think at Somebody's Mama pod. And you can follow us and subscribe on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and any other place at Somebody's Mama podcast. Okay. All right. See you next time.